Welcome to the Dr. Me First podcast with me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your ever-spunky host, Dr. Erin Wiseman. I'm just really excited to share another episode with another amazing female colleague. I'm hoping that through these conversations that you really know that you're not alone, that there are other people out in this big, wide world doing amazing things, and that you can do them too. I hope this brings you encouragement, inspiration, some joy, hope, and fun into your life and into your practice. As your physician wife coach, I want to bring more self-awareness into your life. I want to help inspire you, and most of all, I want to fire up your creativity. In today's guest, she is going to fire up your creativity because she definitely fired up mine. This is Dr. Teresa Wesley. She actually goes by the pen name T.T. McGill, and how I know this is that we met at the Women in White Coats first annual conference and got to sit down next to each other and talk more, and being kind of a nerdy person that I am, I noticed that her name tag did not match the books that she was handing out. And so I asked her about it, and she told me the whole story behind her pen name, how it allowed her to be a creative and step out of her physician mind and mindset that she had, and everything about the suspense mystery novel series that she's written. So I can't wait to share this conversation with you, and most of all, I can't wait to read her book. So I hope that you join me in that. There's a link in the show notes where you can go to Amazon and get it right now. So the word we're going to talk about is resiliency. You know from previous episodes that I don't like that word, but Dr. Wesley has a great spin on it that I hadn't considered before. So go ahead, listen to her conversation, and then stick around afterwards for a little more kick of encouragement. Here we go. Welcome to Dr. Me First, Dr. Teresa Wesley. It is so great to have you with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here and so excited to just engage and, and just have that space in which uh, women physicians or all physicians can actually just come together. And I'm honored that you uh, we got a chance to connect at Women in White Coats. And we were getting a chance to have some little me time and and girl time, doctor time right now as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So we connected at the first annual Women in White Coats down outside of Atlanta, Georgia in April 2019. So just a few weeks ago for us, for our listeners, it's going to be a little bit longer. And we just hit it off right away. I don't know if exactly. we have the same energy or what, but I remember talking to you at dinner one night and I was like, you got to come on the podcast. So I'm so glad that you're on here. Well, tell the listeners all about yourself. Well, just to give you a little bit of uh, background information, my name is Dr. Teresa Wesley. I'm a, an internal medicine physician and now a chief medical officer in the managed care space. And um, my most important task and role is being a, a devoted wife and also a mother of a very, very busy 12-year-old son. So uh, that gives you, a, you know, I'm, I'm easily relatable. I know that everyone listening uh, can relate to that. And I'm just trying to balance it all and juggle everything and try to be present and be here now and in every interaction that I have. Absolutely. And most importantly, 
you got to tell them about your like alter ego because I love it. <laughs> well, you know, in regards to having that creative space, um, I've always been very creative. And, you know, my outlet um, after hours, after my working hours is writing. And so at any given moment in time, from 6 p.m. to, to midnight, my family can find me plugging away on, on my uh, laptop. Um, I'm a mystery and suspense author. I have a newly released a novel. Uh, it is called Sparrow, the Water's Edge. And my pen name is P.T. McGill. And I am the author of the Sparrow Mystery Series. And I'm excited about that. It just launched. I did uh, two book signings in Atlanta, Georgia. And Atlanta, Georgia proper, and then I have uh, one coming up in Chicago, one coming up in Wichita, Kansas, as well as uh, several throughout the states. And I'm I'm hoping to get your listeners and my my sisters in medicine to support that project. Yeah, because it's absolutely amazing. You know, we talk about creativity and and so many times our mind jumps like to different parts of the art, but I love that you have launched into mystery and suspense writing. (laughs) Tell the audience a little bit like why you picked a pen name. Well, you know, uh, in the past, I've done some uh, medical uh, articles written in journals, et cetera, and, and newsletters, and I just wanted to, to have the, a platform that was completely separate. And so I, I chose the uh, pen name T.T. McGill because it has a point of reference. When I was growing up, I was known as T.T. And so everyone who knows me back home will know that, that that's me and that and there's a portion of my last name within the McGill. And so I just wanted to keep it like that was a certain there's a certain phase of my life and I and I wanted to keep that all for myself and have that as a, uh, a kind of like a just a place where I'm able to sit down and retreat and I just wanted to not only entertain but interject some thought-provoking mystery and suspense that we all need on a day-to-day basis. Yeah and I think it's so great that you clearly defined an identity. I think so many times we try to be everything all in one package. Like I said, when we sat down and we're talking over dinner and I noticed that your name badge was not the same as your, the author name, I was just like, why is that? And I I remember talking to you and you kind of explained you needed to get in this space and you didn't want to evidently be associated what was connected to your your proper name in the past. And I've actually kind of taken that a little bit to heart. I've been thinking recently, like, what would my pin name be? And (laughs) I've been having fun with that because I think that's something we lose as we grow up is just that, that world of imagination and, and really holding to the truth that we can create whatever we want and it's okay. And it's okay. And it's okay. And I think first and foremost, it's okay to have that balance. I mean, for so many years, I've had, for this project, Sparrow the Water's Edge, it took me four years to complete this project. I'm not saying that it will take everyone that long, but I specifically chose to have, to be in that space when I was actually able to be present 100% now. And so many times it, it was on, you know, family vacations when I got a chance to kind of retreat this a little bit or on weekends. And so that's why it took uh, me the duration of four years to complete the project. Also, I wanted to make sure that I, ha- I developed the characters 
in a sense that you really want, you can, you, you can step inside the book. You really are engaged with the characters. You know what they like, you know what they dislike. And so uh, I wanted to make sure that I was doing an honor to each of those characters. And yes, yes, indeed. I, you know, it's intriguing to have that pen name. I really enjoy it. The book is a uh, first of six books. And it's the Sparrow Mystery Series. And I'm sure that uh, all of my uh, physician sisters that are listening are going to go out and support it. Even the protagonist of the, of the book, and Erin, you're going to laugh at this, the protagonist of, and the main character of the book is a female physician. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so it, that, that keeps it real interesting. But uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, coming up as well. Yeah, absolutely. So part of this podcast is I make everybody pick a word for kind of what our conversation rolls around. And the word you picked was resiliency. So tell me why. Well, you know, in our everyday lives, there are many obstacles that can present themselves to us. You know that. And what life lessons have have taught me is that there are two types of people in the world. There are people who are presented with mountains in their life and let the mountains stop them. Uh, When they see a mountain, they are discouraged, afraid, and full of despair. When they see the mountain as an obstacle, too, uh, it, it, they feel like it's too challenging to overcome. They doubt their abilities and succumb to their fear. And there's another type of person who sees the mountain as just a doorway to their success. <laughs> and so, sure, they will have to climb the mountain. They may lose their footing at times, but they keep on climbing. And so what I've strived to do, I mean, we, get dis- we all get discouraged at times. But what I've strived to do, and wisdom, you know, um, plays a part in that and and going through experiences, what I've I've strived to do is be that second type of person is to keep on, you know, plugging along and keep on trying to uh, bounce back and have that buoyancy. And that's what resilience and resiliency is. And a couple of years ago, I would say, uh, you know, time is just flying. I would, it's actually not a couple of years ago, about 2008, I wrote a self-published book actually it was about 2007, called Vision, Faith, and Resilience, Affirmations for Life. And I took some key learning experiences that I garnered throughout, you know, elementary, all the way up to high school, college, medical school, and even as a, when I first started out as a newly uh, fresh green practicing physician. And I wanted just to give it the each, each experience is a gift, and I wanted to just to honor those experiences and, and peel back what I actually learned. And sometimes it takes a moment to step back from those experiences to really see, man, I did learn a lesson. Instead of, you know, just kind of whining while I'm in it, you know, because I, I tend to do that, you know, stopping my feet, like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm overwhelmed. But then once I have a moment and, and I step back, I'm able to see there was a beautiful lesson in that hardship that I went through. And so that was the, the catalyst for birthing vision, faith, and resilience. And I, I feel, you know, out of all of those words within that title of the book, that resilience is the, is the key. And that's something that we all have actually demonstrated, whether we've named it that or not, going through, um, getting through college, getting, uh, working for programs to get accepted to medical school, you know, passing those exams that lead up to getting into your, your residency, et cetera, just all of those, those experiences in conjunction with, you know, life experiences. We are all resilient. 
and I just wanted to celebrate that. Yeah, because in the moment, you don't feel resilient, but it is so very important to look back retrospectively and be like, yeah, I weathered that. Or I stretched exactly. further than I ever thought I would. Or I was pulled in a number of directions and I kept it together and we kept going. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I get a burr in my boot about resiliency and about specifically about resiliency training, which is happening a lot with our residents and fellows and within some medical staff. Uh -huh. Because I feel like sometimes those messages are you have to be more resilient. But I think what we're talking about, and I just want to clearly define that, is that innately, we all have resiliency, and it is there. But there are times in your life where that resiliency does run thin. So in your own exactly. life, when those run thin, what have you found to lean upon to help you through? Well, I, I, I know beyond a, beyond the shadow of a doubt um, that my spirituality and my faith in God has actually guided me through every aspect, you know, every mountaintop, every valley that I've ever gone through. And so I, I, I lean strongly on that. But I will say this, I am human and all are. And I am, and Erin, you may have picked up on this, but I'm a motivational speaker as well. And I, I go, you know, I've requested quite a bit to go out and speak to women's groups as well as youth groups, church groups. I do culture training within the entity that I work in. But from just from this, the perspective of being a motivational type of person and, and live it and walk it day to day, uh, there are times when I, too, need that motivation, and I lean heavily on my faith for that. And so that was one of the, uh, the key catalysts in me even creating that space, that quiet space, first of all, for prayer and meditation, but then also, too, to exude my creativity. And so that, too, we, we need that. We need that. And I'm going to switch gears just a little bit, too. We need, we need that self-care. And that's so important, especially being career women, whether you're a physician, whether you're uh, in education, whether you're even a stay-at-home mom, you need that space to really regroup and just to sit and be still and be present and look, a lot, look around at all of the blessings that we have. So that's what I lean on, my faith in that, in that having that space in that time of meditation and, and prayer, definitely. Yeah, that's what I've been doing a lot lately. And the words I've been using is grounding. And I mean, I know right. my family being, uh, some of them are in the electrician trade. And so grounding for that would be, you know, like having a space where high voltage can kind of be discharged. But I feel like uh -huh. so much like grounding to me is like really digging my roots in to the ground, be that literally or metaphorically so that I can right. absorb. And then also like with tree roots and grounding, whenever I think about that, it's also a major source of support. Like if it's a poor root system that can't get grounded, that tree is gonna just topple over in any kind of way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's so, so important that we all analyze our lives and realize what do we need to be grounded in? And it sounds like for you, your spiritual life has been a huge source of that. And, you know, for many other people, whether they're from different faith walks or they just believe in a spiritual realm in general, not tied to a religion, I think it is important that we realize we are all spiritual beings. 
And we need some kind of plug-in. Exactly, exactly. And that's where I think it's so important when we talk about real self-care, that it goes beyond just spa treatments and naps. You know, like those aren't bad things either. We all need those at some point. But that to truly care for yourself is getting that renewal of energy, having a safe space to kind of take off the layers to kind of fall apart. So then in that space too, you can kind of be put back together and put back together stronger. Exactly, exactly. And you know, it, it, it needs to be and it has to be something that you're cognizant of. Meaning you have to, it shouldn't, shouldn't necessarily be something that someone brings to your attention. And I, I to be very transparent, and, and I, I'm proud to say 46 years young. However, it's taken me this, this long to actually realize the importance of that. And so what I will do is I will, you know, kind of just retreat to myself sometimes, just go take a walk. Sometimes all you need is just, a, we're working, we're busy, um, maybe, you know, possibly still in a clinical practice or, or uh, administrative or, you know, in a hospital system and supervising being and attending, but just taking that moment to just go outside. If you, it's a beautiful day today, just being outside, taking a deep breath and just being, just being able to really honor the pre the presence that you are able to do that, you know, and just, it, sometimes it's just the simple things that uh, we need to, to be more conscious of. And I have to make a concerted effort daily to do those things. And just like today in, in, in doing this podcast, I, I decided to retreat and come outside. And so I'm, it's a beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky, the, a nice brisk wind is there and the sun is shining. And so I'm just grateful. And so just to, just to balance, just to offset the multitude of meetings that I've been in all morning and just having that, that time to just have some girl time you know we we need to lean on each other you know this is such a a high-tech uh social media world and sometimes we just need to pick up the phone and say hey Aaron how are you doing today sis you know and really just uh, be engaged from that perspective as well so just having those moments that are really 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 authentic and that we're able to just really connect I think that's important important that's a part of the human experience yeah girl you're speaking my language that's why I think coaching has been so powerful in my life as I'm coaching mm -hmm. other women is because it's real and it's it's right. conversational and it's deeper relationships that just go beyond the Instagram feed. Now, don't get me wrong. Right. I'm, I show up there. I'll say my sassiness. <laughs> to anybody. Right, 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 but that's right, why I love right. this podcast so much too, because I get to ask the questions and then I get to sit and listen to the answers. And that just, that's what I think life and friendships are about. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Well, if our listeners are like, oh my God, I love Teresa. I need to pick up her book. I want to know more about how, because you've also done uh, some clinical transitions as far as uh, internal medicine to some, some different roles. If they are interested in knowing more about you, is it their, your website would be the best place to, to visit you? Yes, um, my website would be the best place to visit me. It's www.ttmcgil.com. And you'll find out information about me, about the book, 
where to purchase the book and just some, some dynamic reviews that the book has already um, uh, received thus far. Yeah, wonderful. I'll put all of that in the show notes. I'll even put a link, a direct link, Amazon link to the book. So then they don't even have to go too far because Lord knows we all love Amazon Prime at my house. (laughs) We do too. We do too. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, but thank you even more so for being a sister in medicine and hanging out with me recently at the retreat. Oh, you know what? I have thoroughly enjoyed our interaction. And as soon as we sat next to each other, I was like, okay, we're sisters from another mother. What's going on here? So it's always good to to have those interactions. And and just to to share just a little bit about the book, um, I I shared before that Dr. Sparamack is the main character. She's the protagonist of the book. And she, she has a storybook life that most women dream of, complete with a beautiful family and a booming career. And then the echoes of her longtime friend, which with this checkered life comes to kill, steal, and destroy everyone connected with him. And, you know, her world is tilted off its axis a little bit, and she's forced into one of the darkest periods of her life. Sparrow has to lean on her faith in God to fight to obtain the truth. And so this is a, a book that I'm sure will leave each and every one of the readers on the edge of their seats. I've I've been told that men are actually picking up this book and reading it too. I said, oh my goodness, this is awesome to get support from just my sisters and my brothers all around the United States um, in regards to this wonderful project. And I'm encouraged and I would encourage each and every one of you to find that creative space just to retreat to. If, if for nothing else, just to be present and be still and understand that you are resilient and you are wonderful. All right, time for that kick of encouragement. So what is that creative project that's been in you for a while? You've thought about it. You thought about how hard it would be, how you don't have enough time, space, energy, yada, yada, yada. What is it? Is it writing a novel? Is it creating some sort of new art that's not been in this world? Is it wood carving? Is it crochet? Is it just going out for a walk or doing some sort of journey or trip? Is it cooking? Is it more? Is it less? What is that creative project in you that's been knocking at your heart's door that you haven't let in yet? I've been truly inspired by Dr. Wesley T.T. McGill to look and see what else I need to create in this world. Because the beautiful thing is, is when creativity strikes you and you go with creativity and you do whatever creativity is spurring you to do, you are the first person to create that. The only person to create it as you did. And I love the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. You know, she's the author that wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and she has an amazing podcast based off of this book called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. And she talks about this all the time through the book. She really digs into the process of creativity and almost treats it as a person that comes in to inspire and to generate new work in you. So I ask you, what is it that you need to do to move past the fear and frustration so that you can be a little bit braver and you can step up and accept 
the creative project that's brewing within you. As I close this, please remember that you are creative, that you are special, that you do have special work that you need to do in this world, and that your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.